Good news. My new book is almost here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth. And while it doesn't officially come out with Sounds True until May 7th, you can pre-order it now. And when you do, you'll receive up to $500 in additional gifts and resources to support you on your healing journey. I wrote this book because in the four-year span between 2016 and 2020, I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked every area of my life, health, relationships, finances, career, social status, and even my very identity. Along the way, I experienced firsthand just how dysfunctional our culture's relationship to loss really is. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success, shackled with isolation, and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and evolution, not only as individuals, but as a species. So this book expands the conversation around grief and loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we cover those too, to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. This includes the end of a relationship or job, death of a loved one, a natural disaster or a war, infertility, abortion, or a financial crisis. Also, when we're going through hard times, we're encouraged at every turn to hurry up and get on with it. But by trying to power through these messier seasons of life, we're denying ourselves the very answers to our healing and growth. Whether you're experiencing hardship right now, or you know that you have past hurts that are holding you back and still need healing, this book will support you. Handbook for the Heartbroken will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. Within the loving pages of this book, you'll have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically, find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. You can download your free chapter now and pre-order the book to receive all those bonuses at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. That's handbookfortheheartbroken.com. I also want to add that pre-ordering the book now is the very best way that you can support me as an author and the health of this book when it enters the world in May. It signals to booksellers to stock the book at that time and in turn, make it available to more people who need it. So thank you for your pre-orders. Thank you for your support. And I look forward to continuing to deepen together in this important conversation over the coming months. Hi, I'm Sarah Avon Stover, host of Truth, Love, and Beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and, in turn, to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one. From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all-women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet I've found 
And I have a sense that because you're here, you have to, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty. Values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. It's good to be back here with you. And it's early April now. The the spring is in its very nascent stages here in Colorado. And in tune with this time of year, I wanted to share a recording of a Dharma talk that I gave last year at this time in my online internal family systems and feminine spirituality community, Women's House of Wisdom. And in it, I speak about the power of these holy days that we've been crossing through, whether it's Passover in the Jewish tradition or Good Friday and Easter Sunday in Christianity. This talk speaks to just the the metaphysical principles within these holidays that really point to the power that is inherent within the human soul. And how can we access that power to help us to very practically meet the challenges that we face in our lives? And how to turn away from more egoic strategies of trying to fix, control, or change reality, and instead to start to see the power of true spiritual surrender when we really allow life to be as it is, when we really allow our experience to be as it is, and I share a particular initiation that I had into this several years ago through just incredible challenges that I faced in my life and how I was doing everything within my power to try to lift myself up out of those challenges. But I learned that the real teaching was to to surrender, to let go, to allow myself to be in, in a hard place. So this is an advanced practice, and it's also a really important practice. So I invite you to listen to this in a reflective space and just see how it lands within your system, within your life, with whatever material, whatever life curriculum is happening for you right now. Enjoy. So we're gathering together this month on some holy days. And today is the the start of Passover in the Jewish tradition. It's also Good Friday. In Christianity and Easter is this Sunday. So I want to sh- speak today about the metaphysics of these holidays and what they can mean for us in whether or not we're religious, what they can mean for us in our practices and in our daily lives. 
last month we explored what it means to live what matters most to us, to embody our deepest values. And this obviously is a lifelong practice. And this is obviously something that we'll continue to explore and refine over our several months together. The next step that I wanna lead us into this month is the really central practice for life, especially in these times that we're living in. And that is the practice of allowing what is. Easier said than done. <clears throat> so to help lead us there to just what it really means and looks like to allow what is, I first want to note that these holidays that we're passing over this weekend are holding, you could say, coded messages from God. And I know that God can be an edgy word for many people. I, God is important to me. I don't, I don't think of God as a man or some being in the sky but really about the, the loving force of existence. So I use the word God, and I welcome you to use whatever word feels comfortable for you. And they're coded messages that share the means by which human consciousness is transformed. And the means by which anything is transformed involves cycles of death and rebirth. And we all know that, we all see that in many different ways in nature, in our own lives, even just the way that we come in and exit from these, these bodies. So within these holidays, there's information that informs us at the deepest level. And the pace of modern life makes it such that for the most part, holidays are not really times to pause and reflect and really remember the significance of why something is being celebrated in the first place. Rather, our attention is often drawn to externals and commercialization and what we're going to buy and what, what we're going to eat and where we're going to go out to eat and all those things. So here in the space, we're remembering that these days, as well as other days in the year, but these in a very, hold very particular codes for us to remember, there are chances to pause and reflect on what is true on who we really are and what we're capable of, what the human spirit is really capable of. So these holidays hold some of the deepest spiritual truths. So it, it's a benefit to us to take time and, and pause and contemplate and reflect how we are living those truths or how we can more deeply live those truths in our daily lives. 
So these particular holidays are about freedom and rebirth. And Passover is freedom from enslavement into salvation. And so we can, originally it's freedom from an Egyptian Pharaoh, but we can look at, you know, who is our own internal Pharaoh that is enslaving us? What are ways that we are enslaved by egoic consciousness, by limited sense of self, by believing that we're these bodies and nothing else, that our five senses are the only things that are real, that we have limited capacities, only the capacities that our personality can perceive or allow us to have. And rebirth and Jesus signifying that process of surrendering on the cross, surrendering human suffering and limitations and pain of the world in order to find ultimate freedom. I wanted to take a short break from today's conversation to let you know about an upcoming retreat that I'm leading. It is taking place here in the mountains of Colorado at Drala Mountain Center, which is formerly Shambhala Mountain Center. And it's happening Memorial Day weekend. So from that Thursday to Sunday, May 25th to May 28th, it's called Coming Home to Yourself, a women's yoga, meditation, and nature retreat. And I've been leading retreats at this particular retreat center at this time of year for the past 12 years. And it's amazing what can happen in just a few days of essential silence, of moving more slowly, of doing some gentle women's yin and slow flow yoga, meditating a few times a day, going for walks, getting more sleep, and just connecting with other women on the path. So if this is something that sounds like it could be helpful for you just to take a break from your daily life and more deeply reconnect with yourself, I invite you to join us. You can learn more about it at my website, sarahavonstover.com, or by going directly to the Retreat Center's website, which is dralamountain.org. I'd love to see you there. So both of these call us, again, to really remember, acknowledge that we are more than our bodies. There's a, a teaching in the workbook in A Course in Miracles that says, I am not my body, I am free. I am as God created me. So whatever these physical bodies endure, whatever sickness, whatever injury, aging, death, being crucified on the cross, we're more than our bodies. I am not my body, I'm free. I am as God created me. And we're more than our human limitations. You know, Jesus on that cross, he, he reached, a, surely he reached a point where just the limitations of his, of his human personality could not hold the, the magnitude of what he was experiencing. And so he had to arrive in a place of deep spiritual surrender. 
of deep allowing what is, of deep trust in just the truth of who he is, the power of human consciousness, and the power of divine will, of grace, to step in and bring freedom and redemption in the face of the deepest suffering. Not only that, but to bring miracle in the face of one's deepest suffering. So both of the the stories from Passover and Easter, again, they show us that there's much more available to us. There's much more possible for us than we allow ourselves to consider, than we think that we're capable of, than we can perceive with our senses. And yes, it's much more than, than, than we're capable of or than, than, our, than our human selves are capable of. But not what the essence of who we are, the essence of the human spirit is capable of. So in order to experience that, the essence of, what we're, of who we really are and what we're truly capable of, we need to open to that which is greater than us. Not just in concept, but in very practical ways. So something about feminine spirituality is that it's very practical. We're meant to apply it in every situation in our lives. As we spoke about last month, we're meant to view every aspect of our lives as a part of our spiritual path. Our finances, our health, our relationships, our work in the world, our our relationship to ourselves, to the environment. These are all expressions of our spiritual path. So in order to open to what's greater than us, we need to just really acknowledge the practical ways that we're going to do that in all these areas of our lives when and as perceived limitations and obstacles arise. Because we all know it's easy to, it's easy to apply your spiritual practice to things that are feeling good or when things are feeling good, but what about when they're not? What about when things are stuck or stagnant or scary where you just, you don't know how to take the next step or you're frustrated and exhausted? How do we apply our practice then? So we need to know how to open to that which is greater than us in those moments. And we also need to continue to cultivate a relationship with that which is greater than us. To learn to rest in it and be held by it and be guided by it and to deepen our trust in it. And so the more that we do that, our spiritual practice trains us to be stronger in those moments when we might normally cower or doubt or try to muscle our way through. And just the the symbolism of Jesus on the cross, 
It's not him struggling and fighting it. It's him surrendering into it. So the more we practice this, the the better we get at it. Just like the more that you go to the gym and lift weights, the stronger you're going to get. Only this is an invisible strength. This is an inner strength that other people can't see, that you can't see in the mirror when, when, when you go into the bathroom in the morning. And this is counter to what we're taught or how we're taught to approach life for the most part. We're taught that for deep change or transformation to happen, we need to work really hard. We need to muscle through. We need to control and manipulate things. We need to exert a lot of effort. And this may be true to some degree on the physical plane, but not so on the metaphysical one. It's actually the opposite on the metaphysical plane. On the metaphysical plane, and that is, that is the plane that needs to come first, there's a deep allowing of what is. We can't, reality can't shift and transform if we're rejecting that reality. Reality can only shift and transform when we soften to it, when we, when we yield to it, when we allow things to be as they are. And to trust that there's an intelligence in things as they are even if that intelligence is beyond what our personalities can understand. And that's a good thing. So what's needed is a deep relaxation and allowing so that the truth can come forward. The the truth of what's really needed in any situation can come forward. So If we try to muscle and control and manipulate and fix a situation before we relax and allow it, we're blocking that flow of grace. We're blocking that metamorphosis or that transformation that naturally happens when you soften and allow, like Jesus surrendering on the crucifix, and from there, grace can enter. And grace always holds what is needed next. It holds the divine qualities of what is needed next. It holds the guidance of what's needed next, sometimes physical provisions of what's needed next. And if you think about just the most challenging experience in your life, most likely there are moments when grace really stepped in or pivotal, pivotal junctures in your life it wasn't it wasn't you that made that happen it was it was grace like meeting the love of your life or discovering your true calling there's these moments where grace intervenes and and shows you the direction so just think about in your own life so those places that you touch in yourself and in the practicalities of your life where you say, I can't do this. 
or I don't know how to do this. Or other people can have that experience, but I can't. Or if you're going something really hard and you think I'll never make it through this, or I don't know how to do this. We all reach places in ourselves and our lives where our limited selves, our personalities, our ego strategies cannot figure things out. It's just not possible because there's a bigger picture, there's a bigger plan that we can't see with our limited senses. Several years ago, when I was going through a really challenging time where it was kind of one thing after another, after another, after another of challenges, one of the biggest things that I learned in that was that my strategies to try to get myself out of that situation, to try to make things better for myself, to try to fix things, none of those were going to work. And actually a lot of of new age or wellness teachings center around that of raising your vibration, manifesting, And a lot of those things are actually counter to these deeper spiritual teachings if fundamentally they don't first allow a deep surrendering into an acceptance of what is. Then it's just another ego strategy to try to fix, change, and manipulate reality. So eventually I learned Just one of the things that I've said for many years, but I I really needed to learn it at a deep level and to live it in order to make it through that time was that the really the only way out was in and through. That the only thing to do if I was in deep grief or depression or despair was to fully feel what that experience was like just to fully drop in. What is this like in my body? What is this like in my emotions? What thoughts are here right now? Rather than saying, okay, I need to just try to shift this energy into something positive. This is very countercultural. This is about just fully dropping into Whatever is here, especially when things feel hard, scary, dark, confusing. Because these states are not things to be fixed, they're things to be felt. So when none of our strategies for making things better are working, but hopefully we can get there sooner than that. Just to learn these things when the stakes are not so high, we can start to practice them on a regular basis. Then we really are training ourselves in the practice of spiritual surrender. And with this, we can live more elegantly live more gracefully, 
you know, like, like water, yielding, flowing, allowing. And this doesn't mean that we never take action. And this doesn't mean that we don't get fiery and stand up for ourselves. And this doesn't mean that we don't feel joy. Quite the contrary. The thing is, we're not, we're not conjuring those things or embracing the fake it till you make it mentality. Rather, by fully surrendering and allowing our experience to be exactly as it is, internally and externally, then whatever is needed, the next right action or quality is going to come forward from there. And it's an organic process that we listen to and that we follow and that we continue to yield to and then act from. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast and also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, sarahavonstover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.